Welcome to this week's episode of the My Mysterious Bible Podcast. The podcast where, in the Bible, if it is mysterious, it matters. This week we will look at the goat for Azazel on the Day of Atonement. Let's jump into the scripture and see where it takes us. Leviticus 16.6 Aaron shall offer the bull as a sin offering for himself, and shall make atonement for himself and for his house. Then he shall take the two goats and set them before the Lord at the entrance of the tent of meeting. And Aaron shall cast lots over the two goats, one for the Lord and the other lot for Azazel. And Aaron shall present the goat on which the lot fell for the Lord and use it as a sin offering. But the goat on which the lot fell for Azazel shall be presented alive before the Lord to make atonement over it, that it may be sent away into the wilderness to Azazel. Okay, so that raises some questions, right? Why is sin being placed upon this goat and why is it being sent into the wilderness to Azazel? And who or what is Azazel? Let's look at the Lexham Bible Dictionary. Studies on the meaning of Azazel tend to focus on textual and linguistic evidence. The relevant scholarly discussion has generated four primary options. Azazel could be, number one, the name of a demon. Number two, a location. Number three, an abstract noun. And number four, a compound word. And as I often say on these podcasts, these things don't have to be mutually exclusive. Carrying on with the uh, entry, they kind of want to make it that way. So here we go again with the entry. Whichever meaning is correct, the biblical text emphasizes the removal of sin more than the details relating to the goat itself. Option one. Let's look at all four options in a little bit more detail. The name of a demon. The pseudepigrapha of the intertestamental period depicts Azazel as a demon. And this is a very prominent depiction of him. And the wilderness was typically viewed as the abode of demons. Azazel is featured briefly in the pseudepigraphic work First Enoch. He is described there as a demon who taught humans metalworking for the creation of weapons and adornments and was cast into the desert as punishment. Relying on the use of the word goat in the construction of the name, it is possible that Azazel was imagined as a satyr-like demon roaming the desert, leading to the prohibition in Leviticus 17.7 against worshipping satyrs. The sacrifice of two goats, one to God and one to Azazel, could represent a balanced theological dichotomy. This practice might make sense in light of similar rituals across the ancient Near East, especially in certain Babylonian and Hittite rituals, and in early Mesopotamian literature. Scholars such as Pinker discount this theory, however, on account of Israel's monotheism. Based on his assessment, of the other ancient Near Eastern practices, Pinker argues that both goats in the Levitical ritual were for the same God. I'm going to break in once again. I do not agree with Pinker on this at all, and I will detail my reasoning as we continue. Now let's go back to the text. In some extra-biblical texts, Azazel appears to function possibly as an analog for Satan himself. In the Apocalypse of Abraham, Azazel appears as a competitor for God's glory. He is portrayed as the one who persuaded Adam and Eve to disobey God. 
who tried to lead Adam astray and who received soiled priestly garments. Moving on to option two, location. Azazel could refer to a place such as a cliff from which the goat would be thrown. The later Jewish practice of killing the sin offering goat by pushing it off a cliff supports this. Frankly, I'm not sure if it does support it. I don't see any evidence that it refers to the cliff that the that the goat for Azazel would be run off of in later tradition. And that tradition came about because sometimes they'd send this goat with a sin out into the wilderness and it'd wander back into town. So the practice of running it into the wilderness and off a cliff to ensure that doesn't happen came about. But that's a later practice that cannot be tied to the original meaning of the goat for Azazel. Option three, it is an abstract noun. Azazel could mean destruction or entire removal. Okay, that's possible. It doesn't change anything that I can tell according to the other options. And now on to option four. Azazel might be a word created by combining goat, L, with to go away, Azal, to produce the meaning, the goat that goes away. This is supported by the translation of Azazel in the Septuagint and the Vulgate. And I'm not going to get into the Greek and the Latin. That will get a little deep for this podcast. Though the fact that the goat goes to Azazel in Leviticus 16.10 is an argument against this view. Now we're going to turn to an online article by Dr. Michael S. Heiser published online by Lagos for some clarification. And we do refer to Dr. Heiser a lot. May he rest in peace, but he was one of the finest Old Testament Hebrew scholars in today's world until his passing earlier this year. And he still has a lot to teach us. So let's turn to his article, Who or What is Azazel? The Hebrew term Azazel occurs four times in Leviticus 16, but nowhere else in the Bible. Many translations prefer to translate the term as a phrase, the goat that goes away, which is the same idea conveyed in the King James Version's scapegoat. Other translations treat the word as a name, Azazel. The scapegoat option is possible, but since the phrase for Azazel parallels the phrase for for Yahweh, or for the Lord, the wording suggests that the two divine figures are being contrasted by the two goats. A strong case can be made for translating the term as the name Azazel. Ancient Jewish texts show that Azazel was understood as a demonic figure associated with the wilderness. The Mishnah records that the goat for Azazel was led to a cliff and pushed over, ensuring it would die and not return. This association of the wilderness with evil is also evident in the New Testament, as this was where Jesus met the devil in Matthew 4.1. Also, in Leviticus 17.1-7, we learn that some Israelites had been accustomed to sacrificing offerings to goat demons. The Day of Atonement replaces this illegitimate practice. The second goat was not sent into the wilderness as a sacrifice to a foreign god or demon. The act of sending the live goat out into the wilderness, which was unholy ground, was to send the sins of the people where they belonged, to the demonic domain. With one goat sacrificed to bring purification and access to God, and one goat sent to carry the people's sins to the demonic domain, this annual ritual reinforced the identity of the true God and his mercy and holiness. 
When Jesus dies on the cross for all of humanity's sins, he is crucified outside of the city, paralleling the sins of the people being cast to the wilderness via the goat of Azazel. Jesus dies once for all sinners, negating the need for this ritual. I believe that explains it clearly and concisely. I adhere to the position stated by Mike Kaiser and not the one put forth by Pinker. In summary, the sins of Israel are placed upon the scapegoat which is driven out of the midst of the people and into the wilderness, a place of the devil, and even to its death in that place among these demonic beings. The sin is sent back where it belongs. And that concludes this week's My Mysterious Bible Podcast. I hope it was enlightening and a blessing to you. And don't forget that you can join our conversation on Facebook at the My Mysterious Bible Facebook page, or group rather. And you can also visit the website, www.mymysteriousbible.com. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week.